Hello, this is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading American Indian Myths and Legends today. The story from that book that I'm going to read to you is The Faithful Wife and the Woman Warrior. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, 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 try to read every day. If not, no worries, I got you. Things to think about, things that that's on my mind. Yes, lots of things. One, um, I feel like I'm not doing enough, but you know what? It's a slow and steady strike. I'm slowly, steadily finishing this book. It's great. Ideas are moving and growing. I have noticed that there's a whole thing on YouTube about people reading books. So maybe I should just go up there on YouTube and read these books to y'all. Y'all can just look at me and maybe, you know, I don't know, do a whole storytelling thing. There's a whole niche for black men out there that I can just be like, hey, look at this black man reading you mythology. I'll just go ahead and hashtag that boy and it'll have sales in no time. Um, Our intention. I, you know, do I really want attention? I just want to read. We'll see. I don't know. I must want attention. Um. I digress. Let's see. Drawing. Yeah, you know, you just kind of draw every day and it just it's a process. It's your process. Uh, the faithful wife and warrior woman, the woman warrior, the faithful wife and the woman warrior. Yeah, you got to watch this. My faces are way better. Uh, my hair, though. Oof. Let's start this. The faithful wife and the woman warrior. This is a Taiwa story. Here is another Pueblo tale featuring Apache characters. A long time ago, a band of Apache lived in a place called Nam Tu Saluta, or Yellow Earth. In the band were two young men, Blue Hawk, son-in-law to the tribe who was married to the daughter of the head chief and Red Hawk, his friend. Their tribe was fighting with a fearful and dangerous tribe. They lived far away, and the two young men meant to go there and get some scalps. One day, they packed their horses and started out. When they camped that night, they talked of what was ahead and what they had left behind. Red Hawk, the unmarried boy, said to his friend, As women do, your wife is probably sleeping with another man tonight. You may think that, but I never would, said Blue Hawk. My wife is true to me. I'll bet I could go back tonight and sleep with your wife. My friend, you can go back, but she won't accept you. I bet she will. We'll go and try. And they bet their pack horses their food everything they had with them and everything they had at home. So Red Hawk returned to the village and hung around Blue Hawk's teepee. He saw his friend's wife sitting outside, but she never looked at him, though he kept smiling at her. She ignored him so completely that she that he was afraid to speak to her. She must be a true she must be as true as my friend says, the boy thought. When he realized that he was going to lose the bet, he went to an old woman in the village. He told her everything about the two friends' journey and their rager, then about the wife's coldness and his shame. Is there any way I can see the girl untouched? Is there any way I can see the girl untouched, unclothed? 
I'm sorry, Uncloth, he asked, or if not, can you find out what her body looks like? I'll pay you well. Yes, my grandson, I'll find out for you. Limping along with it with a cane, her toes sticking out of her shoes, the old woman shuffled past the wife's teepee. Poor old grandma, mother, said Blue Hawk's wife. Looking out, she had someone bring the woman inside and fix her a bed of skins in the corner. It was from there late at night that the old one watching through a hole in her blanket managed to see the girl undressing blue hawk's wife had a long golden braid in the center of her abdomen which she unplated unpl yeah okay brushed out braided it up again and wound around her body five times as the girl bent and turned the only one saw only one saw that she had a kind of black mark on her backbone at daybreak the old woman got up. Granddaughter, I'm going home to feed my turkeys, she said. And she returned to her own house, where Red Hawk had spent the night and reported all she had seen. Red Hawk rode back to his friend's camp. I slept with your wife, he said, but Blue Hawk would not believe it. Well, she has a long golden hair on the center of her abdomen and a black mark on her backbone. Silently, Blue Hawk dropped his head. My friend, you gave your word, and the word of a man are worth a great deal, Red Hawk said. Then Blue Hawk spoke. There are my pack horses, <laughs> and my money, and everything I was carrying. Take all. We will go back, and I will give you everything. <laughs> money, horses, cattle, and house. So they returned to the village, and Blue Hawk presented his friend with all his possessions, as one would, making funeral offerings. His wife kept asking, What are you doing? Why are you giving thing, everything to that boy? He did not reply, but went quietly into to work making a huge rawhide trunk. In it, he put the money, food, and cooking gear. At last, Blue Hawk spoke to his wife. He was going to take a trip on the plains he said a long pleasure trip to the water he asked her to dress in her finest clothes and then he put her into the trunk too i made this case to keep you from the heat of the sun so you won't get burned he said blue hawk hitched a cart to the horses set out on the teeth on the trip heaved the blue trunk into the first large river they came to and went back to the tribe Everyone asked where he had taken his wife and why he had given all his property to Red Hawk, but he would not say. His silence was not pleasing to the girl's father and the head chief. He worked make, to make a hole down to the underworld, and then he arranged for his son-in-law to fall into that hole. On the large river into which Blue Hawk had thrown the trunk, there was a fisherman who hooked something heavy. A big fish, he said. As he slowly pulled, he drew to the edge of the river and dragged it out and found that it was a rawhead trunk. To his amazement, a very pretty girl lay inside. He wanted to take her to his camp, but before she would go, the girl insisted on switching clothes with him. The fisherman, 
the fisherman's band of Apaches were preparing to go to war, and the girl dressed in the man's clothes joined the warriors when they started off early in the next morning. On the journey, the young men talked among themselves about the handsome, well-dressed stranger. His eyes look like girls. One said, he moves like a girl. Another said, that night they made camp. A boy finally said, I'll make friends and see if he is a boy or a girl. Now, the woman had told them that she was a medicine man, and she put her tent apart from the others. She said her medicine was the sun, which is why she carried a white eagle feather. The boy, who wanted to make friends with, uh, went over to her tent and asked if he could sleep there. After they went to bed, the boy stayed awake all night, waiting for the stranger to fall asleep, but she never did. Whenever he moved slowly toward her to put his arm over her, she would say, don't do that. After a while, he would try again and, say, and, and she would say, why don't you go to sleep? That way, they passed the night. In the morning, the boy confessed his failure to the warriors. And the next night, another young man made the unsuccessful attempt. Every night of the journey, a different boy tried fruitlessly to discover the stranger's true sex. Finally, the band of warriors reached enemy country. The medicine man ordered his tent pitched apart from theirs and wandered them, and warned them to stay inside their tents and be silent. Once she was alone, the girl spent medicine in the direction of the hostile tribe and, in this way, with no assistance, killed off all their enemies. She gave a war whoop, whoop, at which all the young men emerged from her, their tents. I I fought a big battle and killed them all, she announced. Now I will go to the dead and cut off their eyes, everyone, and take their shields, bows, and arrows, and war clubs. She did take their scouts, too. When the war party returned home with the scouts, the, great, the grateful chief picked out a young warrior to escort her back to her home. But she refused the guard and asked only for a good horse. At last, she took off her man's clothes, and there was the faithful wife whose husband had thrown her into the river. Though, though I am a girl, she said, I did all the fighting for the young warriors. I killed your enemies. Here, you have their scalps and ears and weapons. My husband was once Blue Hawk, but you shut him in the dark because of the trick the Red Hawk played on me, on him. Now bring him to me. When they thought Blue Hawk, his, when they, they brought Blue Hawk, his wife embraced him and cried because he looked so thin and sad. You're, 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 you were beaten, she said. No, you were beaten, she said. By letting Red Hawk convince you that he knew my body, he deceives you. You know I love you honestly, truly. Now go get Red Hawk and the old woman. The wrongdoers were brought before the couple and the head chief. The girl said to her father, tell your boys to get the wildest ponies in the camp. They fetched their two wildest horses and she ordered them to tie Red Hawk to the tail of one and the old woman to the tail of the other. Then they turned the horses loose. Off they went, kicking and jumping and tore Red Hawk and the old woman into pieces away from the camp. Based on a tale reported by Ellis Claus Parson, Parson in 1940. Well, that was that. That's a uh, reading with finest. Uh, my favorite thing. Hmm. 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 Um. 
I don't know. I like I like that uh <laughs> all the guys in the words were like, ooh, look at that fine motherfucker over there. And they're like, I don't know if I'm I don't know what's going on in my body, but that that man over there's got some very girly eyes and you know, just very uh that's kind of funny. Um I guess that's my favorite thing. Everything else is okay, yeah. Uh I liked it. It was a good story all on all though. I appreciate you. Thank you for reading, listening to Reading with Finest. I'll be back here tomorrow to read to you again, maybe with new ideas, hopefully. All right, today's the day. Go out there and dream up a dream or something. Ba-do-ba-do-do, ba-do-do-do, ba-do-do-do.